You know this place. But what do you think about when you think about Venice? Is it water and gondolas and palazzi? Is it beauty? Is it tourism? A little too much tourism. Or is it art? You know about the Biennale and you might also know about the private palaces for paintings and the like, all paid for with private money. Arts and patronage have gone hand in hand since before the Renaissance, and the latest in that long and unbroken line is Rolex. On a weekend of mists and mellow creative fruitfulness this October, Venice was home to a different sort of philanthropy, the Rolex Mentors and Protégés weekend. We at Rolex, we knew we wanted to do something in the arts, something that was original, something that was not happening, something that would fill a void, and something that would serve the arts generally. And after this long process of research, talking to artists, we decided probably the most valuable thing we could do would be to set up a mentorship program. And Rolex is in good company. Look, there's the near-legendary Peggy Guggenheim collection. Here's the Palazzo Grassi, and there the Punta della Dogana, handsome, renovated spaces for contemporary art, paid for by one sort of philanthropy or another. So mentors and protégés, eh? That's not a new idea, either. Titian was an apprentice, Bellini was an apprentice. Where there's a Peter Bruegel the elder, there's a Peter Bruegel the younger. Learning on the job from someone who knows is time-honoured, no pun intended, watch lovers. For the bookish, here was Margaret Atwood mentoring Naomi Alderman. Only look, it wasn't that bookish. We had thrills and spills and what? A zombie stage invasion. That impish genius, director of genre-smashing opera and theatre Peter Sellers, was a Rolex mentor a couple of years ago. He loved it so much, he came right back. Everybody's moved out of institutional thinking and behaviour and moved into something that's way easier, more honest, more direct and more collaborative. And I think that, that engagement that you realize you're not just a, as an artist, it's not interesting to be a private genius. It's what you want is to be part of a movement, part of something you say, wow. Hear, hear. So the Mentors and Protégés program takes the form of teaming long-established, well-respected practitioners in fields from architecture to music, visual art to literature, and teams them with someone that might, who knows, be the next them. The renowned film editor Walter Murch spent a year mentoring Sarah Fajaya, a young Italian editor, and herself an on-the-job maestro of the editing suite. I think uh, that uh, in my job uh, the experience is everything and uh, in the past I have chosen not to attend any school uh, because I think that uh, one of the most important, uh, most interesting thing of my job is to discover your own style. Sometimes when you attend school, uh, maybe you arrive to have a, um, a model or, or a typical style of this of the school. But I think for me, in this moment of my life, uh, it was a perfect experience because, because uh, it's the first time in my life that I had a mentor. So I, I feel more confident also because uh, I had a lot of doubt or questions to, to make. Sarah was talking to us in the Fondazione Cini on the Isla San Giorgio Maggiore. In 982, it was a Benedictine abbey. Since 1951, it's been the Cini Foundation. And this is where the Mentors and Protégés weekend took place. There were talks, readings, performances, conversations, much copying down of form, line and technique, and scribbling down of phone numbers. 
and some fine parties. Pasquale Galliardi is the Secretary General of the Chini Foundation and presumably loves coming to work every day. When we invite somebody, I mean, even if he's a very important intellectual artist, whatever, nobody refuses. They always accept to come. We are, we are in touch with the beauty every day, every morning, every, every minute. And like all beautiful buildings and ideas, both artistic and architectural in Venice, they're castles in the sand without cash. The Chini, like any island of beauty, needs a king with deep pockets to prosper. Venice needs a lot of money, that's the problem. So you cannot expect to get money from Venice. You have to look for money for Venice, but outside. In general, there are private institutions supporting. The, the Chini would not survive without private support. Across the Grand Canal, behind the Piazza San Marco, is La Fenice. It's a legend, isn't it? Verdi's home from home can't be bad. Recently rebuilt from a gutting fire, this place, with its tons of gilt, its rococo flourishes and operas heavy on sets, I said sets, must require a financial mentor and protégé all of its own. What sort of philanthropy is general manager Cristiano Cierot looking for? The Fenice proposed about uh, 125 uh, operas every year. And this is a very small city, but our audience is an international audience. New people coming here because Venice is in the center of the dreams. Of, I think all the people want to visit Italy. In Venice, that Mentors and Protégés weekend was tapping into a rich seam of patronage and courtly kindliness to benefit the universe of performance, to sponsor the next generation of diverse artistic disciplines, to champion the relationship between creative worlds. Venice was the place this time, and the idea is just as old. Give the kids a chance. I think the model that Rolex is developing is actually the model that's missing worldwide, is this kind of low-key but high-end way that people are meeting very intensely without importance and giant public exposure to have the conversations that are missing from the world right now is these people do need to talk to those people and they need to find a vocabulary. And this Rolex program is finding a vocabulary for the future of the planet. For Monocle in Venice, I'm Robert Bound.